It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Mikey McNuggets, Anthony here with you What's at up, the two-minute warning of the Cleveland Browns-Seattle Seahawks game. Actually, I uh, I jumped the gun, and I'm not going to lie. There's 204 left. Oh, Seattle I'm at 202. The- oh, Mike, you're not going to want to watch it. Okay, so now you're ahead of me. Let's see what happens here. It is third and three. Oh, no. Two minutes to go in the game. The Browns have a chance to essentially put a nail in the coffin of Seattle's chances of winnings, but from Anthony's... Uh, Anthony's reaction, he's ahead of me. It does not sound promising. Um, in the shotgun. Got yeah, I'll I'll let you watch. I wanna I wanna get Walker, your words batted up in the air, intercepted by Seattle. Oh my goodness gracious. That is the one thing, literally the one thing that you could not have happen. The one bounced off his helmet. Oh my replay. goodness gracious. That was, that was not Ron Reed, who we highlighted on Friday as a player to watch on Seattle's defense, getting a help. It's the two-minute warning, so off Jamal Adams' helmet right into the hands of the Seattle safety, and Seattle's going to get the ball back with a timeout. Down by three in a minute 57 to play around their own 40-yard line. A field goal would send this to overtime. A touchdown would give Seattle the win. And I think Kevin Stefanski has called a phenomenal game today. A phenomenal game. And I understand the two-minute warning is going to stop the clock after regardless. But with P.J. Walker at quarterback and with the success you've had on the ground throughout the entirety of this game, I hate that play call. And you know me. I think I'm not one to really question play calling. I I absolutely despise that call there from Kevin Stefanski. What down was it? I missed that. You missed what? what? I missed what down it was. It was third down. Okay, but it was the two. The two minute warning was the following play. No matter what happened, you could the clock was going to stop. So even if you run, it's not like you're going to you're going to eliminate time for Seattle. The clock Mm. would stop. But when PJ, you ran the ball so well all game, you ran the ball so well all game. And for anyone who was uh, tuning in here, I'm standing up because if I sit down, my TV's behind me. I can't see the TV. We still have action going on, so that is why I'm standing up, looking at the television while Anthony's here. Uh, watching it. Earl and G. Bush will join us as soon as they are ready to hop on here, and we will welcome them in. I know Anthony's ahead of me. By about I'm two seconds. ahead of Earl and G, so uh, to not spoil the game for those two, they're going to hop on 
when they are ready, but it's going to come down to this defense, Anthony, and, and they called themselves, they called themselves the best defense in the world two weeks ago. And then we saw them give up 38 points to Indianapolis and get torched in the first quarter against the Seattle def- offense. Since the first quarter, they have not given up a single point in this game. And I am beyond curious to see the uh, the ability for them to come out and get one more stop here and shut this down. Seattle needs about 30 yards to get in a field goal range. 30 yards to get in field goal range. Okay, that's better than I expected it to be. I wasn't sure where they got that interception at. I couldn't tell when I watched it. Here we go. I, Mike, I'm back on. I'm at 157. So Yeah, so you're so it's coming back from commercial right now. So uh they're showing the replay. He, he hit got a nice jump and just bopped the ball on top of the helmet. So the the issue is, and I'm not quite I'm not quite sure who Walker with they're showing the replays here. I think he was throwing into double covers there anyway. I I just listen. It wasn't they, gonna they've be they've had so much success running the ball this game. They're averaging, I think, six yards a carry. It was third and four. I, I would have liked to see them run the ball. But here is Seattle on offense, down by three with a minute 57 left, first down. And they get a seven-yard completion to Tyler Lockett. He does get tackled inbounds. The clock is running. Seattle has two timeouts. The Browns have two timeouts. Mm. And, and uh, I'm mm-hmm. just going to keep watching your facial reactions mm-hmm. to see. What, you, you, you don't have to say anything here. Yeah. But, uh, Walker and there's DK. That's another seven-yard gain. Seattle now has it on the 41-yard line. Their kicker, Jake Myers, has a pretty solid leg. I would not call it a massive leg, but he has a pretty pretty strong leg. They're about five I, yards from his definite range as Geno Smith drops back oh, and on, hits Noah Fant. And that's going to take Seattle down to the 15-yard line. At this point, this could be an overtime game. This could, and hey, here's what happens. By the way, if we go to overtime, we're going to stay on the whole overtime just so you guys know. We'll we're be here. Around the whole overtime. Cleveland has to keep Seattle out of the end zone here. This is put up or shut up. This defense was horrendous in the first quarter and has been stellar since, forcing two turnovers. Geno is going to escape, rolls out, throws to the back of the end zone, and it is incomplete. Denzel Ward with a very nice PBU. They're on DK Metcalf, 44 seconds to play. We just used our second timeout, so. And so I guess before the next alignment, Cleveland's yeah. going to use their second timeout here. I'm, they've played great. I This has been a stellar game to watch. <laughs> yeah, we listen, we all picked Seattle to win this game. We all thought that the Cleveland Browns had the pieces to pull off the upset. And shockingly, the way this game has gone is not how I expected it to go if the Browns were going to be in this position. They've turned the ball over multiple times, and we said you can't turn it over here. P.J. Walker has played pretty damn well. Now that one interception he threw in the – it wasn't the red zone, but it was just outside. He overthrew Njoku. He hasn't been perfect. No, but he's done his job as a backup. He's been been perfectly serviceable. He has been perfectly serviceable, and if you guys – or if you can get that play from your backup quarterback – you can live. I thought Kevin Stefanski's called a very good game considering the circumstances, and uh, I think they've ran the ball well. So and once like again, we, outside of their early defensive woes, uh-oh. It looks man, like we didn't use our timeout. Uh, there was too many men on the field, and with 38 seconds left, the Seattle Seahawks have just scored. Seattle scored. So you're ahead of me. Yes. Who scored the touchdown, Ant? Smith and Jigba. 
the Ohio State kid. They, they ran the Ohio a, State kid. I'm about to see the play. So we know yeah. what JSN's about to score. I'm still going to run through it here as if I don't know what's going to happen. Gino has two receivers to his left, one to his right, Smith and Jigba. JSN in the slot, a little bubble screen. And he's going to break to the outside score. Uh, it's pretty porous tackling there by the Browns. They had a two-on-two -two situation, and neither Martin Emerson or – I couldn't tell if that was JOK or Thornhill, but no one put a hand on JSN. He was able to score with these. It is now 24 or 23-20 pending the extra point. Geno Smith was able to turn that interception into a touchdown, and the Browns now have 38 seconds and two timeouts. And is the extra point good? The extra point is good, Mike. So we have – 38 seconds, two timeouts for P.J. Walker to lead us on a third straight game-winning drive. A third consecutive. That, that's asking a lot from P.J., but it is not impossible. P.J. has done the impossible, and that was beating San Francisco in Cleveland two weeks ago. That was winning in Indianapolis despite the defense giving up 38 points. A touchdown drive here, improbable, but certainly not impossible. And what do you think they have to do early on? And it was Thornhill on the tackle, by the way. That yeah. was... It looked like Emerson got held a little bit there on the block, but we'll let it go. It, it was close. It, he he had a shoulder pad. It's close, but you had two defenders there and not a single one put a hand on Jackson Smith and Jigba. He walked into the end zone. And yeah, it did look like they showed a replay. DK may have had Emerson's shoulder pad for a second. That's that's ticky-tacky. I'm not going to complain yeah, too no, much it, about it that. No, it is what it is. Yeah, uh, that's... And, I, and I see Greg Olson's talking about it. You can see Emerson's shoulder pad get pulled up a tiny bit. Yeah, I don't have the audio on for the game, so I don't know what they're saying. Um, I mean, I you gotta. Uh, is this, I this Amari Cooper time? This yeah, is Amari Cooper time. This, it's Amari this, Cooper time. This, this is where Amari you Cooper are really gonna in. find out how good of an arm PJ Walker. Well, has hey, here. wait. Let me give you a stat, guys. Oh, Do you know that PJ Walker no. has what? Aunt, what? Uh, okay, so I'm not a football expert, but I'm pretty sure we just fair caught it on like the one yard line. Um, okay, that's not great. Wait, well, hey, yeah, here's a, here's a positive. Strong, here's kinda... a positive PJ Walker stat. You ready? He has the longest air yard completion in the history of the NFL. He threw a hill mary pass to DJ Moore. That's true. Last season, that traveled sixty six point seven yards in the air. That is true. I Wait, did he really just fair catch it on the one yard line? I uh, yeah, no, I'm pretty sure he did. I think I think he did. Unless I couldn't tell if he was standing in the end zone when he well, caught he, it. He touched no. his his okay. back foot went into his the back end foot zone. was in the end zone. We're on the twenty yard line. Uh, okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. His back okay. foot. Okay, I end couldn't zone. tell. Yeah, but just to remind everybody, PJ Walker does have an absolute cannon. He threw a sixty six point seven yard, and I say point seven because the ball traveled sixty six and two thirds yards in the air to a touchdown to uh, DJ Moore last season when he was in Carolina. So he can throw a Hail Mary. We know that. We know yeah. that. He absolutely can throw a Hail Mary. Let's see what happens here. 38 seconds, two timeouts. P.J. Walker's led the Browns on back-to-back -back fourth quarter game-winning drives. Does he have a third in him? The Browns start from their own 25-yard line. Little play action. Walker throws it back across his body, and that just should have been intercepted. That was a horrendous pass. That was absolutely god-awful. Tariq Woolen, who's an all-pro cornerback. Oh, my goodness gracious. The Browns just got the break, oh. all breaks. And yeah, apparently well, it's going to get worse from here, Anthony. Uh, just uh, throwing it in, a little throwing it in the dirt. Oh, then they're showing the replay of the interception again. It's just, um, ah, it, they, they played such a good game. They really did. Like, the, 
Oh man, I'm a little beat down right now. I was, I was sitting here like I'm so excited to be positive this week. Hey, there, I'm ready. Listen, win or lose, there's a lot to take out of this in in a good way. Here's second down pass. It is now third and ten with 28 seconds. Uh, Steve Becker, I know you just texted us. G and Earl will join us as soon as they uh, the game is ended. Oh. We are not synced up, and they don't want to be spoiled by the ending. So uh, they're going to join us as soon as it ends. But Jackson Smith and Jigba scored the go-ahead touchdown for Seattle with 38 seconds. There's 28 seconds left. Third and 10. Browns have it at their own 25-yard line. And uh, let's see what happens. And uh, you're not going to like what happens. Well, here it is. P.J. Walker, third and 10. He has two receivers to his right and a short stack. One to his left. Play action rolls right. Walker steps up in the pocket. He's going to be sacked, and that will most likely end the ball game. Browns will use their third and final timeout with 22 seconds to play. It'll be fourth and about 19. One last chance for desperation here by the Cleveland Browns. And I, what are you, is, what are you doing here on fourth and 19? What are you doing? Is this when you put in? Uh, I, I'm gonna say Godwin, but it's Goodwin, and just launch just, it. Just launch it as far launch as it, possible. Yeah. He's he's your burner. Just let him go and hope that you hit him. That's I. It's the only thing I can imagine. So you can actually, do. actually was wrong. They do have one more timeout. And how about this? How about a little tight end? If they're playing super deep, like I'm gonna expect Seattle to hit the tight end short. A little tight end screen, get 20 yards, fall down, call timeout, and you got two chances at a hill mary. Well, they didn't get either of that. So all right. Well, here's the he, final play. I'll watch. Yeah, it. I'll turn go the TV ahead. Off. We'll sit down. We'll welcome G in. Uh, unfortunately, Anthony is ahead of me, and it's already informed me that the Browns are going to. Sorry, not Mark. be successful. No, I, 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 that's what G and Earl have to do when, when you're not here. So this is how it works. But uh, PJ Walker takes the snap, four man pass rush from Seattle. Walker scrambles to his left, throws across his body, and it's going to be short, incomplete. And the Cleveland Browns historic, and by historic, it's not historic, but back to back wins with your backup quarterback and fourth quarter comebacks. Uh, that dream is over. I'm going to turn off my TV. What are your initial thoughts? Um, this game ended. I mean, up until that interception, guys, I think we do have a lot of positives we can take away from it. Like, this team doesn't have a lot of quit in them. We didn't expect to win this game. We gave them a hell of a ball game. And I I, I wouldn't throw the season away at this. I understand frustrations with Kevin's play calling, though. That may third and third and three. Uh, it wasn't a good pass. It was an unfortunate tip. I, I'm still this team doesn't have quit in them. I think they're gonna come back and win against the Cardinals, no problem, though. I, I wouldn't be too down today, guys. Yeah, we're going to get Earl in here in a sec. We're going to get G in here in a sec. We will do a full post-game show. The Browns have fallen. Here is Earl the Pearl joining us. Uh, there is a lot of positives to take out of this, and we will get to all of them. I promise you. I promise you. I promise you. There's also some very questionable decisions that we're going to discuss, not just tonight, but in the near future and the upcoming days here on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Earl, I'm, I'm sure by now you saw – the ending of the game. Uh, first initial takeaway on the Browns' effort and how that game against Seattle concluded. Uh, I, mean, I thought the Browns went into Seattle. They played hard. They did enough to give them to uh, get themselves an opportunity to come away with a win. Um, just a series of unfortunate events that took place. You know, you lose the turnover battle three to two. Ultimately, that last turnover turnover ended up costing you the game. I think outside of a, of a of a few key errors, man, overall, the Browns actually played good. You can look at it to where this game came down to the Browns made a mistake and Seattle uh, made a much needed play. Um, it's really hard to hang my head low 
They came in here with a third string quarterback that was prepared to play. Uh, he he did make some costly turnovers and, and some costly situations, but overall, I thought the Browns played damn good football. You know, that was just an un, unfortunate tip pass that turned into an interception. Uh, the defense couldn't hold on, on that final drive, and Geno Smith led them down there for a game-winning touchdown drive. Uh, when the Browns did get a chance back, I guess this is where it shows that, you know, uh, P.J. Walker is limited, right? I mean, none of the passes he threw on that last drive was, was on target. It was not even close. So this is what the Browns uh, dealt us as far as the quarterback position. It's, it's really hard to sit up here and, and, and go, like, kind of super crazy um, because I thought overall he played well, you know, minus a few few key errors. But, you know, tough loss. Uh, just got to regroup and um, get ready for Arizona for real. Oh, you know what's funny? Last week the Browns won, and on this show we got a lot of, you guys are too negative, they just won. How could he do this? And I have a feeling that we're going to get criticized for being too positive today after a loss. I actually, listen, a loss sucks. Every loss, is, it, it hurts. And this was a game the Browns easily and probably should have won considering how it played out. And they didn't. But this team could have collapsed and folded in the first quarter being down 14 nothing, mm. Or being down 10 nothing. excuse me. No, it's 14. It was 14. 14 nothing, And then they could have folded again after that second P.J. Walker turnover. And not only did they not fold, they came back and they punched back harder than maybe we've seen them fight all season long. The defense held Seattle's offense without a point from the end of the first quarter to the last minute of the fourth quarter. Yeah, Offensively, did. you got a third-string quarterback. A third-string quarterback who threw for nearly 275 yards and I thought played, for the most part, pretty damn well. I think there is a lot of positives from Kevin Svancy's play calling today. That drive on those back-to-back-to-back screen passes that culminated in the David and Joku touchdown was a thing of beauty. I also think throwing the ball on third and three before the two-minute warning is an absolute inexcusable mistake. And at the end of the day, that kind of cost him. So Stefanski doesn't get a full pass from me, but when you look at the totality of this team, they easily could have folded and collapsed. Easily could have folded and collapsed. And the fact they didn't with P.J. Walker in that environment on the road to come out and fight the way they did, man, if they could just get a little bit more consistent play at quarterback, this team could beat anyone in the league. Hell, they, they could almost beat anyone in the league with P.J. Walker. I mean, yeah, they, 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 they've proven they've that proven now. That. <laughs> yeah, they have. <clears throat> if yeah. you get a little bit better play at the quarterback position, and when I say a little bit, I mean literally just a little bit because we're right now we're working with the 32nd best QBR in football from the mm-hmm. Cleveland Browns quarterbacks this year. So even a little bit, I'm not asking for great. I'm just asking for average. This team can beat damn near any team. And not damn near. Let, let me rephrase that. This team can beat any team in football. Well, it'll be interesting to hear what Kevin Stefanski has to say in the post game. Um, you know, part of this thing where he's asked about the play calling in that final drive. Um, I see some of the comments. People feel like he should have ran the ball. Listen, man, we can nitpick. We can go to certain plays. Um, it's just an unfortunate loss. It's a game the Browns clearly should have won. They dominated this game for the better part. I thought Kevin Stefanski called some pretty good plays. I thought he put his quarterback in a position to have success. Um, got to stop with the turnovers. You know, yeah. you got to stop with the turnovers. That's the one thing Andrew Barry said during his uh bye week post game uh, that was top priority. You know, you have to stop turning the ball over. The Browns lose the turnover battle in yet another game, and this time you couldn't overcome losing that turnover battle to still come out with the win. You came out with, with the L this time. And so, you know, things like that still got to get cleaned up. You know, it's, it's, man, it's a tough loss. That's, I mean, it's a, it's a tough loss. Yeah. 
in a hostile environment to where, as you said, you know, I thought the defense got exploited a little bit there in the first quarter. And I thought they made some uh, adjustments. And like you said, man, they held them scoreless until the final minutes of the fourth quarter. And so it's going to be a lot of people pointing fingers out of frustration on who should get the bulk of the blame for how we lost this game. But um, at the end of the day, we lost it. So Yeah. And I think we got G. Bush here. G, tough way to end it. But real quick, before we get into anything specific, you got any overall overarching thoughts you want to start with, and then we'll kind of get into some of the minutia and the specifics of how this game ended. Um, look, man, you know, when you're dealing with, when you're dealing with an opportunity to win and um, you have an opportunity right there to win, it's, it's far too many times the wrong things are being called in wrong situations. Um, this game, you were right there. And I, and, and I want to say something clearly too. You don't get extra credit points in life for saying you got a third string backup and you and you play close. I don't want to hear none of that. Uh, we, we, we had P.J. Walker. He's an XFL. What did you expect? The Cleveland Browns signed him. They made no attempt to go get anybody else. And I thought for, for the most part, P.J. Walker played decent. But yep. at the end of the game, when it comes down to the come down, what happened? He made some mistakes. The interceptions, um, the, the putting the ball on the turf, and, uh, and your, your, your head coach, was also complicit in that by putting the ball in his hands. I, I don't think – I think Kevin Stefanski feels that anybody that he puts back there is going to be comparable and, and, and is competent in order to make certain throws and plays. That's absolutely not false. That, that's absolutely not true. Um, you got to put the ball in the hands of the people that were working. When you were on third down, the Cleveland Browns had the, the game in tow. In football – when you are playing, there are, there are times when you need to understand what the climate is, and you had two possessions. The running game was going. You chose to put the ball in P.J. Walker's hands, and you had to punt once, and then the last time it turned into a turnover. You have to understand that when in those positions, if you're going to be on the road in a tough, uh, uh, hostile environment, you have to have the guts to put the ball in the hands of the people that got you there. Throwing the ball on and doing different, different type of stuff like that was not what you needed to be doing in that circumstances. And you had the game won. Is it going to be a time period? It's going to become a time when Kevin Stefanski has to just win the games he's supposed to win. And that game was in his sights, in his grasp, and he decided that he wanted to put the ball in P.J. Walker's hands and throw the football. And it is what it is. They didn't come out and they, and they lost. G, can I ask you a question real quick? Sure. So – Last week on the post game show, you were irate at the fourth or the first and goal situation play calls, the pass, the pass, the pass, and the run to Kareem Hunt, which eventually worked. And then you came back, you watched the tape, and you said, You know what? I get it now. Do you think that with this situation later in the week, when we're not directly after the moment, you'll be able to look back at that? I'm gonna stop you right there. Hell no. Okay, because I I, I agree with you. I'm actually with you. I we said this before you hopped on. Mm-mm. I thought Stefanski did a very good job today, and that call to pass the ball on third and three, when you've had as much success as they have had throughout the game running the ball, I'm trying to pull up the box score right now. I believe they averaged 5.8 yards per carry for the entire game. To me, is inexcusable. Now, it doesn't overwash everything else he did today, which I thought there was a lot of positives in his play calls, the way he schemed guys open, but... That one to me, G, I don't care how you splice it. I don't care how you dice it. I don't care if you watch the all 22, the all 42, the all 122. There is no coaching tape decision 
mind or matter that's going to make that sense make call to me. So it just won't. You, you had, you had, you're, you're up three, and you got to think of it like this. Your defense has played lights out in the second half. You owe it to them to give them an opportunity to win that football game. It is third down and four. You have an opportunity to run the ball two times to get four yards. You decided that you were going to throw the ball at P.J. Walker, and P.J. Walker made a terrible throw on the sideline uh, to, to Jerome Ford. It was a five-yard pass. It was a backup quarterback misplay. And it is what that. it is. Bad throw. Then you came back, and instead of once again, you're moving the sticks. The ref gave you a call. First down. It is third down and three. You have an opportunity to hand the ball to Strong, hand the ball to Kareem Hunt, and you got two downs to get three yards. Your offensive lineman was running around here feeling themselves, excited, ready to go. You take the ball out of their hands and say, let's go to P.J. Walker and let the XFL guy throw the ball all around the ballpark, and it got intercepted. I I, I mean, come on, man. It's not that rocket science. It's not rocket science. It's just not. not. I mean, I see the frustration. I hear the frustration, but I kind of – I think we all knew this was this what happened the first time that the Browns lost a game with PJ Walker uh under center and it was some adversity that was surrounding it. That the frustration was gonna be at an all-time high. I guess G, I guess Mike, this is what are we gonna do? From everything that we've heard, the Cleveland Browns do not plan on going to get another quarterback. And so the if, the Cle- if the Cleveland Browns don't plan on going to get another quarterback. And then we are forced to accept this reality that we got to roll out here with PJ Walker until Deshaun Watson is ready to play. Like, I mean, this is as good as is honestly, like he threw for the most yards that any team threw against uh, Seattle since week three. And, you know, the mistakes were still too much to overcome. And so like, I, I understand the frustration and I share that frustration with y'all, but I guess like, well, what are we going to do? Because this is, this is the bed that they made us. And as yeah. fans and as people who cover this team, it's like we forced to lay in it. We we have to deal with this. And so, I mean, we we can sit up here and we, we can question the play calling, but we've been questioning situational play calling when it comes to Kevin Stefanski for a very long time. You know, I said on a post-game show last week, just to throw anything out there to see see if it sticks, maybe they should consider, you know, Alex Van Pelt calling some plays uh, just to give it a different feel. You know, who knows? Maybe you got to shake something up. All I know is for the for the 10 year as as Kevin Stefanski being a coach, the situational play, play calling has always been a talking point. And here we are again. People are pissed off because he threw the ball when your run game averaged 3.9 yards of carry and ran for 155 yards. And so that's a situation to where they have been proving it all day. And you could have just possibly ran the ball. Would you have got it or not? Who knows? But they had ran for 3.9 yards all game. And so this is going to be something that we're going to continue to talk about into some changes. Yeah, It's so – it's very um, – I don't even know the right word. But the fact that football is a 60-minute game, and then sometimes it boils down to one play, G. And you know this better than anybody. There are what? Each team runs 70-ish plays on offense. Just give or take 150 plays in a football game. And we really can boil it down to just, one, at the end of the day, one play we look at as this is the reason Team X won and Team Y lost. And it's a tiny, tiny slice of the pie. But it feels like that slice, the magnitude of it, is so much more than everything else that it just negates really any positive you may have had in the past. Like P.J. Walker on that throw. And, gee, we talked about this on Friday. 
You remember the play we were talking about with David and Joku in the indie game that got batted at the line of scrimmage? Mm-hmm. And I was, I was asking him, like, gee, what's he looking at? Now, to everyone else, it was on the last drive. It was the first pass attempt of the Browns driving against Indianapolis. And it got batted at the line of scrimmage and hit the defensive tackle in the armpit. Had it not been batted down, it would have been a – if the defender caught it, it would have hit him right in the chest. There was a guy standing right in front of Njoku. They showed a replay on that pick, G. And I know it hit Jamal Adams in the head. There were three Seahawks standing in the vicinity where PJ was throwing the ball. And I'm not quite sure which receiver he was actually targeting. So, pass, run, be damned. I'm not quite sure what the play call was either. Does that make sense? Like, well, he called well, 75. I'm not even sure what he was attempting to accomplish with that design. When, what you're going to see is in that play, when you go back and watch the All-22, um, the check down to the running back was right in front of his face. But usually what happens when you have a backup quarterback and they're not – here's the thing. Backup quarterbacks are backups because they don't have the processing uh, uh, capabilities of diagnosing what's happening very fast and throwing the ball accordingly. There's too much information, and that's the difference between whether you're a first-round quarterback or you're or a quarterback that is a journeyman. <clears throat> processing information very fast. He does not process energy quick enough. So what happens is if there, he's under pressure or he's blitzing or it's crunch time or it's pressure, he's predetermining where he's going to throw the ball before he even sees yeah. the defense. Yeah. I'm throwing here and, and, and everything else be damned because at least if I could predetermine it, I could get the ball off and don't take a sack. You see it all the time. That's why all the time he's tapping his chest all about that's me. That, we know it's you. We are, we under we fully we fully aware it's you. And my thing is for the Cleveland Browns, you don't get any any citizenship awards. We listen, we out here trying to play, and you got an opportunity to go to five and two on a season, and you played well enough to do it. But as a front office and an owner, you got to keep asking yourself, how often are we going to keep talking about the coach that's been here four or five? He ain't a rookie no more. Nope. We got rid of Kate York's ass because he couldn't get kick field goals. Kevin Stefanski consistently makes the wrong play. I get that people don't want to start all over. I get that you don't want to criticize people. I get that. Hey, you're 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 making your knee-jerk reaction, dude. A lot of people before this game already knew the Cleveland Brown was going to win, right? You rationalize it. You say, well, it's Seattle. We got a backup quarterback. What do we, did you expect? I expected the front office to get off their asses and go get a quarterback. I expected Kevin Stefanski to be ready in fourth quarter when, he, when we run in the ball and seize the opportunity. I've been waiting for four years for him to seize the opportunity. And we can make all the excuses that we want up in here. We could talk and rub people's shoulders. And, and just because you sound real calm and you say real nice things don't mean you know what you're talking about. At the end of the day, there's guys in that locker room that know their coach cost them. And it's another game the Browns could have had that they didn't get. And we sitting here talking about the coaching like he's here, like he, he's in college. He's been here for four years. I'm tired of the excuses. Tired of it. I gotta push. I gotta push back a little bit, G. I gotta push. I gotta push back just a little bit, man. Listen, if it wasn't for a tip play that ended up being an interception that turned into a game-winning touchdown drive, the energy wouldn't be what it is. This is a total team lost that was surrounded by a series of events. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. Yes, it is, bro. Yes, I'm gonna tell you why it is. Come on, you gonna put it on the team loss? No, no. I'm gonna tell you why it is. Listen, listen, listen. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you exactly why it is. Yeah, they threw the interception right there going into the two-minute warning, right? But the defense, what they still drove, what, 60, 70 yards down the field. 
The defense didn't stop them. They didn't hold them to a field goal. How many turnovers did the defense get? The defense got two turnovers. How many turnovers? But at the, but at the end get? of the day, all I'm saying, G, is like you still had an opportunity to stop them from from scoring a go ahead touchdown. In spite, this, this go on everybody. I understand what? the frustration, man. This goes on everybody. Nah, we, we can sit that. up here and say that Kevin Stefanski could have called mm. a run play in that situation. We can sit up here and argue with a Browns defense didn't hold them from getting in the end zone. And either way that you want, either way that you want to break it down, you can break it down. We lost the game that we should have won. I think everybody agreed to that point. And everybody is going to sit up here from us in the media to the fans, and they're going to pull it apart and pick somebody to blame. At the end of the day, you can point to a series of events within the last two and a half minutes of the game that cost the Browns this game. And, Earl, to, to your point, hopefully G's coming back in one sec, but it, you know we can pinpoint every play call and the execution of every play call. When the Browns had it in the red zone on the eight-yard line, their last drive, Elijah Moore was wide-ass open. Wide ass open. That's a beautiful play designed by Kevin Stefanski. And PJ Walker afterwards had to tap his chest and say, My bad after throwing it to Amari Cooper. Like, is, are we going to blame Stefanski for having Elijah Moore wide ass open for a walk in touchdown when the third? Of course, we are. Every, everybody's going to do so. so like, we, we, we reacting after the game, man. Everybody is going to be like, Okay, well, it's Stefanski, it's Stefanski, it's Stefanski. And what's going to happen? People like yourself is going to go back. Break, watch the all 22, and you're going to point out a couple plays to where people was running wide open and the quarterback just didn't execute the play. Am I lying? No, I'm with, I'm with you. I'm saying I, so, I don't so, blame so, like, I get yeah. it. Like, like, I get it. Kevin Stefanski has an issue with situational play calling. Yes. That's been an issue. Agreed. Like, everybody is coming at, uh, coming at the situation like this, this, this started this year. He's been a coach for four years. When has he not been bad at situational play calling? Wake up and stop getting mad at the stuff that you already know. So here's here's, so here's my thing. Like this, this has been a thing. Here, here's it's my not thing. New. Here's my thing. Ain't nobody got enough time to be saying this is a thing. If you ain't got to figure it out after the first two years, something got to go. At the end of the day, they they was in that game in spite of Kevin. And in an excuse for saying he's been doing this for a long period of time, and we're gonna keep we keep saying this. Everybody, no. He's been doing this since day one. So what, at what point in time is he held accountable for what he does? Because these games count. That's so a good he, question. These that's games a good count. question. That's a question that somebody should ask Andrew Barry. Well, listen, Andrew Barry. That's, a, that's a question no, that no, no, somebody no, no, hold should on, ask Let's Andrew start Barry. this too. Hold on, A.B., Hold on. I'm talking about the whole situation. A.B. ain't above Kevin Stefanski because he part of the reason our quarterback position is like that today. P.J. Walker is his pick. He not getting no passes either. We done ran everybody out of town that played for this team. At some point in time, Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Barry going to have to make their money. We don't care if you're from Oklahoma City or you're the Ivy League. At the end of the day, you bumbled the quarterback position. You, you signed P.J. Walker. You ain't looking like you're trying to go get nobody anyway. So I'm not going to sit here with my hands on my, 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 on my hands and say, well, well, Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Barry got it under control. I'm, the just hell saying, they I, I'm not giving him no excuses. You can't get nobody no passes. Kevin Stefanski can't get a pass. He suck at situational play calling. Andrew Barry don't get a pass. You didn't do anything to make sure that the quarterback position behind Deshaun Watson was competent. Nobody gets a pass in this situation. And we knew that this was going to happen. Everybody will be pissed off once the Browns lost the game with P.J. Walker under center that we should have won. Yes. Like, we all read the room before we even got to this point. It was all cool when P.J. Walker was on the center and we barely won. And people sitting up here talking about, man, y'all trying to pick apart a win and a, a win is a win. Like, come on, man. Like, like, trust me, I get it. I share the same frustration. 
He sucks at situational play calling. PJ Walker is not a good quarterback. That's why he's a third string quarterback. Yeah. I think the fact did. that he played as well as he played, like, like even with the turnovers, man, most third string quarterbacks can't even give you that much. That's a testament to Stefanski. You look at the Browns this year, they are four and three above 500 with the single worst quarterback play in the league. Like at some point, I understand it's frustrating the way they have lost certain games, but to be four and three with the single worst quarterback play in the league, with the most important position in football being dead last. That that premise is t- that premise is tough to swallow, McNuggets, because here's the point. We sat on Ultimate Cleaver Sports Show. And we talked about how terrible the quarterback play was. We talked about it. We brought multiple people in. You got the stats to look at them. You cannot say we're happy to be four and three when you're choosing who you play at quarterback. That's their choice. So if you want to get mad at Barry, I'm with you. Would you we we run the same? I just think your anger should be directed at Andrew Barry for not upgrading the backup quarterback position. Then it should be at Stefanski. Why? In my opinion, if you disagree, that's all you. I think he's getting the most out of what he can with the talent he's given at quarterback. All you no, no it's not. So you know why, McNuggets? Because all he has to choose to say is run the ball. It's so not go, rocket so, science. So, so, so Jay, we go, we supposed to do run the ball every play? What did we that say run the ball every play? No, I'm just saying, like, you can like play two different things. Because Mike got a point. Like Mike got a point. A B constructed the roster. At some point, man, like if we all know PJ Walker is trash. We know it. The chat know it. Everybody know P.J. Walker is not a good quarterback. Right? Everybody know this, right? So you can argue that he's doing the best he can with what he has available to him. Who he has, him? But who he has available to him, that's Andrew Barry doing. But, but Andrew this, Barry brought him there. But listen, this is crazy. If you're sitting there telling me on third down, Two times in a row, when the game is in balance, nobody made Kevin Stefanski call pass plays. He did it. Nobody's disagreed with that, G. I, nobody I is saying start. a situational play call. That was a horrible situation. So, so play okay, so, so, what is, so where all, am I wrong wait, at? Wait, we, we all agree that the situational play calling so is not good. So where am I wrong at? Do we all agree the situational yes. play calling is not good, right? There yes. is. Do we all agree that P.J. Walker is not a good quarterback? There it is. Yes. Do, we, do we feel like that Kevin Stefanski is doing the best job he got with the quarterback that he has? Yes. So ultimately, we mad at Andrew Barry. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I, I think I think G, I think where G's coming from is from a, a point, like a valid point. I just think his anger is directed at the wrong person. I think, I think, and I could be speaking out of line. And G, please correct me if I'm if I'm if I'm misinterpreting what you're saying. We have expectations for this Browns team. We we had expectations for this Browns team entering the season with Deshaun Watson at quarterback. Is this defense is elite, and with Deshaun at quarterback. This offense should be able to compete and move the ball against any team in the league. Just start with that. Is that is that an accurate representation of how we all felt about this Browns team before week one, right? Yeah, you know good and well. Fast yes. forward, fast forward to where we're at now, and we've had one good one good Deshaun game. We've had DTR start a game, and we've had three PJ Walker games. We had no Nick Chubb since the middle of week two. If I had told you those circumstances back in August and said, hey, we still have a, a plus 500 record and we're about to get Deshaun back. I think that we jump that, up and down with joy. Now, I'm not nuggets, saying it's acceptable to be four and three because they lost this game nuggets, today. In nuggets, they shouldn't. Man, nuggets, you play. In the, as big, athlete, in the big picture, G. We ain't talking the, about the we listen, McNuggets, you play. You never gonna get me to plea bargain down to this. Every man is accountable for what they do on Sundays. That includes what your job is. If Jed Wills jumps off sides, I'm on him. Jed, stop jumping. 
If right. Kevin Stefanski is not calling the right stuff, I'm on him. I'm not going to rationalize no loss that was in the balance because you feel good about being four and three because people out. Injuries happen. You got to keep pushing. And my problem is everybody want to lay off the brakes. You're never going to have everybody 100%. Deshaun Watson, Nick Chubb, nobody has those games and people are going to play well 100%. But what you can do is control what you can control. And today, Kevin Stefanski had in control two plays where he could have put this game on ice and he chose not to do it. So, therefore, I'm on him, period, point blank. Does he, did he, is it tough on him? They got P.J. Walker? Sure. But you still had the opportunity to do what you – the job is tough. If everybody could do it, it will be 32 of us playing with coaching. It's hard. But at some point, you got to get it done. Once again, I think we're all in agreement that the third down run call, we all hate it. Like, I I know you're not going to hear – and I'd be shocked if tomorrow, even someone like Bull and Jason, who never questioned play calling, would say that was the right call. Like, I'd be shocked if anyone – and I can't wait to hear. I think Stefanski's talking – Right now, so if anybody sees some of the answers and responses, or if you happen to see on Twitter, I'm, I'm trying to uh, peruse and talk at the same time. If you see anything from Stefanski on the decision to run the ball on third down, please let us know what he has to say. I, I, I think I think we're all in agreement, and I think we all saying the same thing, just from a different in different ways. Yeah, that, yeah I think like, that's what I'm trying to get to. Don't don't nobody like the play call in that situation again. His situational play calling sucks. Like. Sometimes I feel like people just be wanting us to state the like the obvious of what we know, like it's it's new information. His situational play calling it, it's been sucked. Nobody has forced him to do anything about it, and I think we all know that. You know what I mean? Like you you cannot put your team in that situation, man, and and you know your quarterback has limitations. That that's a hair scratcher right there. But I'm just saying, like, gee, I hear what you're saying, but in totality, man, when you go back. I'm telling you, because I know we're going to talk. You're going to go back, and you're going to look at the all-22, and you're going to say, damn, PJ should have hit that throw. Damn, bro was wide open. He should have hit that throw. The Elijah Moore like, touchdown, that, that, that one's going to there, there, there's, there's blame to go around. I'm never going to excuse the fact that this dude don't call the right plays in the right situations. That's been his Achilles, one, one of his Achilles heels since he's been a head coach of this team. It's not nothing new. Like, I, I, I just – I get it. People are up in arms because we lost, but y'all up in arms about some stuff that y'all like that y'all know already. Y'all know this dude ain't never been good at situational play calling. I'm frustrated. Earl, Earl we lost you. G, can you hear Earl? You uh, may, no. You may have muted yourself there, Earl. Uh, Earl's going to figure out his audio. G, let's talk about something else besides play calling real quick. Defensively, which is your expertise, the Browns were unable to stop a nosebleed in the first quarter, and then for 44 and a half minutes, were stellar. This is back-to-back weeks now where early on they've shown some cracks and then were able to uh, kind of shore it up. Why do you think they've been so rough early on in games? And I'm asking that question. I'm going to tune out for one sec because I just saw Mary Kay tweet about the Stefanski decision to run the ball. So I'm going to mute myself. But, gee, why do you think the defense has struggled early on in games here more than it has late? Well, listen, they got a, they got a book of business out on them. Uh, I thought the Browns came out, um, and they weren't as aggressive as they need to. They was playing some zone behind them. And I, I tweeted this, too. I came out, they was getting they was getting their ass kicked. They was getting hat handed to them. You know, like we talked about them being the best defense in the game. But guess what? They almost gave the game away in the first half, being down 14-0. If there's anything, 
like like that you they almost had you up out of here so i i don't give them no credit i said on twitter miles garrett need to make a play we ain't heard nothing from you dog and he gave me a sack but other than that, they was they wasn't doing nothing well. They was not tackling people well. They was not stopping the run well. They was they was not on guys. They was not sticking in the, in the pass game. But guess what? For the next three of those quarters, they systematically kept the Browns in the football game when they was down. They held them to seventeen points the rest of the game on the road. Now that last drive, here's here's the, here's the killer thing about the last drive. You get the last drive, you didn't held them for uh, held them all that time, and now. You, you know, guys is getting leaky and they go down and score the touchdown. Here's the here's the reality of the situation. Should they probably have stopped them or tried to? Sure. But here's one thing that we've talked about that we've talked about at nauseum at the UCSS. How is it when you have a quarterback, right, that you you know has limitations? Now you got people trying to be outside the frame of what they're supposed to be doing. Now you got to pitch a perfect game. Now you got to you can't allow them to get twenty four points, or you're gonna lose the game. That's the part of the game that starts to wear on you as the season goes along. And for every game that PJ Walker continues to play, you're gonna have defensive players feeling like they have to play a certain type of game in order to win the football game. Because to be truthful, they play pretty well. The defense played yeah. pretty well. At times, the offense played pretty well. But that's the thing, and, and that's why I was so hot last week when, when people talk about when, when Jason said, oh, no, he's he putting out feelers, it doesn't look like the Browns are going to bring anybody in. And I'm like, why? Like, is it cash? Is it what? What do you – Not cash. Is, 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 is it stubbornness? What it is it? Because those, there's, a residual, there's a residual effect to that. So now, you, now defensive guys are saying, man, we had that game one. All we needed is this, this, and that, and that in the third. And that's how stuff in the locker room get started. But the defense wasn't playing great in the beginning either. Um, I'll give them credit. They turned up and got some turnovers. But at the end of the day, they, they didn't start off like game busters. And people are now starting to figure out, all right, if they're going to run this pressure, what are some things we could do against the Browns pressure that get the ball out and get us some points? Oh, Before I let you go real quick, Stefanski was asked about his decision to pass the ball just before the two-minute warning. He said nine, in 19 seconds, he said literally nothing. Uh, but I'm just <laughs> he stumbled, he mumbled. Stefanski's usually a pretty smart guy, and he, he doesn't say a lot to the media, but this one, he uh, he really said nothing. His answer to the direct question of, hey, Kevin, what was the thought process into passing the ball on the third down before the two-minute warning? And his answer, and I quote, we had options there. The result, that was tough. So the most unanswered answer of all time, which means, listen, we hate it. And obviously he's kicking himself in the ass for it too. So yeah. Situational play call. Another yeah. game. Just, just another year when we kept Stefanski as your head coach, man. This is, this is something we've been going through as Browns fans for a while. Um, it's, it's frustrating, right? Because you would think that somebody who's been a head coach for this long um, can kind of, self-assess and, and make necessary adjustments to how he how even he approaches the game and a situational play calling has been one of your Achilles heels like you know maybe you should get some help with that you know you got a pretty solid coaching staff and I find it hard to believe that you can't lean on anybody on your staff to sit to assist you in those situations I hope that Kevin Stefanski is not walking around like you know not willing to uh take advice or suggestions from other people and I hope that the other people that's on that sideline feel comfortable enough to be like, hey, you know what, Kev, 
we should probably do this in this situation. You know, I wonder, like, gee, I'm wondering what that dialogue is like. Because if you got a, a, a like, man, people forget Callahan was the head coach of the Raiders when uh, the Raiders went to the Super Bowl. And they had a pretty damn high-powered offense. So the man knows something about offense. AVP spent a lot of years in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. The man knows something about offense. I just got to believe that Kevin Stefanski ain't got the only set of offensive eyes out there, right? That you should be able to lean on somebody on your coaching staff that can assist you with situational play calling if that's something that you just ain't got. Because, dude, that's going to end up costing you your job like quicker than anything. He, 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 and I want, I, want, I want people to be clear on this. Um, I, I don't want to go like it, it, with, with the circular, you know, rationalization of what's going on. It's circular. It, like, you got to think about it. If Kevin Stefanski understands that P.J. Walker has limitations as a backup quarterback, he should also understand that he can't put him in certain positions in, when the game is on the line and hope for these, these miraculous outcomes. It's just statistically not going to happen, right? That There's reasons he's a backup. You know that. So my question is, if he knows that, and if he's not comfortable with P.J. Walker at quarterback and he's not getting the, the most he can out of P.J. Walker or he feels like the, he should be able to get somebody else that's a veteran that's going to give him a better chance to win, then my question is, how, have you not went to Andrew Barry? Because here's, here's how it works. We Have you not gone to Andrew Barry in the front office and said, look, I know we want to see Kumbaya and we want to all be on the same page, but Deshaun Watson don't look like we know when he's coming back. We like P.J. Walker. He gave us he, – he by the way, he snuck you two wins. See, this the point. The Browns were lucky to win the first two games P.J. Walker played. Yeah. Let's be clear. Fact. He snuck two. Now you're asking him to sneak a third. When you go back and you talk, take a look at my headline, what did my headline say? Cinderella's time is over. You can't consistently win that way in the league when you got backup quarterbacks and you're expecting them to do that. And here's the reason I know they weren't they weren't they weren't sold on PJ Walker because they just now gave him a contract. And the only reason they did that is because the league mandated that you can't be bringing guys up from the practice squad back and forth. So my question is this: the the question moving forward should be, you know what? Hey, we played okay, good, whatever the case may be. We still don't know what Deshaun Watson is doing. Let's ask ourselves a question: Are we willing to roll those dice? and play the same reindeer game next week with P.J. Walker. G and Earl, check your phones real quick. Guys, I just retweeted this from UCSS, and I DM'd it to both of you. Jake Trotter just tweeted out the dots of the final play, and the, the play was clearly designed for Amari Cooper, who was double-covered. Now, these dots, and I'll, uh, if anyone wants to go, I just retweeted this from the UCSS Twitter account. Go check it out. But Jerome Ford has a lot of space for a check down in the middle. And Njoku on that little trail route has a lot of space to the left. And P.J. Walker's eyes never left the right side of the field to the left side of the field. I can't wait to watch this, the All-22. These are just the dots. There's no motion. But, Earl, did you take a look at it? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Earl, uh, G, did you take a look at it? Yeah, Remember I told you when you no, watched All-22, you're going to see that. He watched you guys yeah. were clearly open on that play. And this was a Walker – does it change the way your thoughts of this play? I mean, I still would have preferred to run it, but it's pretty clear. And once again, you can't really see from my phone. We just tweeted out from UCSS. There are two guys wide ass open past the line of scrimmage here. PJ Walker can deliver them the ball. No. Going out there. Because PJ Walker it doesn't have a track record of being able to do that. I agree. <laughs> I, and, 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 gee, I guess that goes back to what I was saying earlier. 
it's a PJ Walker problem, in my opinion, not a Stefanski problem. And I don't want to get back into that because we got a couple of things we got to talk about. Uh, I'll ask this question. G, you can start on this, or we'll go to you next. Is Pierre Strong the truth? Is he legit? Yep. I like I him. loved what I saw from him today. I, I like listen, I thought I thought today, and I'll give I'll give what's the name? I'll give um uh, I, I'll give Ford a little credit. He had a couple of nice, nice runs down the, um, down the back stretch. But I thought, man, dang it, man, it just. I, I felt like at a certain point, point in time in the game, this game was ready to get put away because the way I just watched how the offensive line was blocking, I saw how Pierre Strong was hitting the hole. I saw how Kareem Hunt, it started to get to a point where Bobby Wagner is getting up off the ground like, dang, I'm tired of tackling these dudes. The, the game was in tow. The crowd is out of the game. I thought Pierre Strong ran the ball one cut downhill. They, they wasn't getting cute. It was all inside zone. He made a really nice cutback on the one play. I think he went for 12 or so yards. And, and I'm like, man, this is awesome. You can you can see Ethan Poaches even when one of the plays sprinting down to pick up, uh, you know, Kareem Hunt. Like, listen, we're ready to go now. I, I thought they did a great job. And to me, I've always said it. And this has always been a thing. This has been a cloud that hangs over the Cleveland Browns when we're talking about the run game, right? We've been told and we were sold so tough that when Deshaun Watson got here, we was going to turn into the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. Everybody and their mom said when Deshaun Watson get here, flip it over. Who cares if you got Nick Chubb in the O line that was built to do this? <laughs> yep. We gonna be we 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 Josh Allen now. And even when we down to our backup QP, we still have a problem in just embracing who you are, man. Like sometimes, look, I ain't never gonna be one seventy five. I can still diet. I could die. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I, I ain't never going to be 175, right? Embrace what I am. If I get to oh, 240, man. I'm going to love it. If the Browns run for 180 yards, Kevin, that that's listen, you still get credit for that. You don't got to throw the ball. Trust me, no one's going to meet and feel bad that you ran for 160 again. Just, just embrace who you are. Come on. He said identity crisis. I mean, I thought the run game was strong, man. I think Pierre Strong is a solid running back. I think the dude hits the hole with a burst, and I think he got a second gear there. He's some dog, he's somebody else, you know, that can pe- uh, catch the ball at the backfield, can run between the tackles and outside the tackles. Um, the Browns running game, it showed up yet again, 40 carries for 155 yards, average 3.9 a carry. So even without Nick Chubb, man, that particular unit, man, they continue to, like, you know, just, just move forward with, with the same level of uh, productivity. They've been consistent, you know what I mean? Like, it's funny because we was talking about that, I think, uh, a couple weeks ago in the postgame show, how, like, you know, we do have Deshaun Watson and people call him this Ferrari, right? This high-powered fo- high Ferrari. And people assume, like, we're supposed to be this finesse, like, you know, throwing the ball over the field type of offense. But the reality is, man, you built to run the ball first. And when you actually commit to running the ball, you tend to have a lot of success. And so, like, like I think G called it. That's, that's one of those reality uh, crisis-type situations. I thought Pierre Strong looked fast, man. Look good, like, man. Yeah, that dude got wheels, first. man. And Jerome, like, hey, first off, let me go back. G and Earl, I can never believe an injury report the Browns put out anymore. Ever. For the history of the world. With the, after the whole Deshaun Watson thing, we had Schefter tweet on Tuesday, Jerome Ford will miss one to two weeks minimum with a low-grade high ankle sprain. This dude was back at practice the next day and had six you know carries why? today. You know He's, why he was back at practice, right? He was he was watching TV, you know what I mean. You see, he, 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 he the report. Derrick Henry, 
Oh, hell no. Hell no. Let me get my ass to practice right now. Oh, no. Well, whatever he said, wait a minute. That dude, that dude's tough as hell because a high ankle sprain is no joke and to be back playing. And he, you know, he didn't look great today, but he he had a nice screen pass that got called back. He had a couple runs that they uh, they needed in the second half that were beneficial. But Pierre Strong to me, man, has a little bit of explosion that Kareem Hunt at this point of his career doesn't have, and I just don't think Jerome Ford has in his arsenal. They're, they're all three have combined to be a pretty serviceable running attack. Even after losing Nick Chubb in the first quarter of week two, the Browns are still second in the league in rushing yards per game as a team. Despite, you ready for this number, G? What's that? Having minus 43 yards on reverses this year. So as a team, they're second in the NFL in rushing, and you have just a 43-yard chunk hanging on the back end of that total by a negative reverse you, place. You, so. would, you would bring up that reverse for minus six <laughs> when we was moving the ball. But you see, I'm not petty because because uh, P.J. Walker made a throw and got a first down. Did. I didn't say nothing about that. Now, see? <laughs> but, yeah, so, like, the, the, run, the running game really hasn't been the problem the last couple of weeks, and Pierre Strong brings an element to it that I just didn't think they had, and I'll take the L on this one, guys. I'm, I'm going to be honest. When I'm wrong, I, I'll be the first to admit it. I like they, the read option stuff too. They was running. I like yeah. that. I when like they, they got. Uh, they caught they him slipping. With, they was having with the screen game too, man. The screen I, game yeah. needs need to be a part of the look, offense, no matter look, who the quarterback. Look, look hold on, like, hold that on. just need to stay. <laughs> now I'm not jump. Listen, I am by no shape or form. I'm am I jumping off off the off the roof off the perch that I'm on? But the the, the, the difficult part is there are some parts in the game that are very positive. The screen game was dominant today. I like the I like the read option game today. We just talked about the run game and the inside zone game today. I liked all of. I thought Njoku played out of his mind today. Yeah. Look, he, PJ Walker made a couple of nice throws to Mark Cooper today. Yeah. Hey, we even saw had Elijah Moore siding right. But man, DPJ zero still, targets by the way. Huh? DPJ zero. Hey, let, hey, hey, let me let me stop. Let me listen. Oh. Let me let me stop before the uh, the. Uh, what do you say? DPJ. Let oh. me stop before the 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 the, 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 the settle down uh, patrol get on here. The relaxed patrol always trying to come for somebody. Relax. Still early. DPJ. Relax. I'm gonna. DPJ is one of the best receivers. <sighs> Hey, G, remember, oh, hey, G, Earl, Earl tried to trade him to the Rams for Aaron Donald. You remember that? Yeah, I was trying to do whatever I could to get him off the scene. I remember, like, we was having those takes about, you know, at that time, like, when we were signing, uh, wanting to sign DeAndre Hopkins, and people was kind of, like, on our ass, like, you know, pause, like, but, man, no, we got DPJ. He coming off oh, a career year. Oh, he going to have boy. a better year this year. Boy. And then D-Hop went out there and scored three touchdowns, had over 125 yeah. yards uh, receiving one only four receptions. Today. Boy, uh, they was jump. They was jump, they was coming with the broom switches and everything. The the, the DPJ camp. They do You can't say nothing about him. I'm like, dang man, where did yards at? G. Bush, the uh, the screen pass touchdown to David and Joku, the backside middle tight end. I've never seen that kind of schematic setup for a tight end screen through the middle before. It was almost like a tunnel screen through the middle of the offensive line. Listen, you you were in way more offensive locker rooms than I have. I just like to watch random film in old games. I can't ever remember seeing a play like that happen where they design a screen to go left and they have Njoku from the right side of the line of scrimmage come across for a tunnel screen in the middle of the field. 
like hey. I tweeted at the time, Stefanski was in his bag. They have back to back to back, like back to back to back, three in a row screenplays, <laughs> the three different sides of the fields, left, right, then center. And I don't know why that's not a more consistent part of their offensive game plan. But it does seem like whenever they pull out the screens, they're really damn effective with it. They had listen, see, this is the thing. When you play with a backup quarterback, you gonna have 10 plays, right? Because you can't just rape, you can't drop him back and say, make a read from, from right to left and hit your progressions and get rid of the ball. You can't do that. That's you. So you got to give him something. So our reverse game is trash. We know the reverse game is out of here. They scrapped that. That's done. Uh, so now our flea flicker game, trash. They don't believe it. We, we, we have not completed a, a bomb in weeks. We have not completed a bomb in like 92 weeks or something. So that's out of here. So they're like, all right, well, let's go to the heavy screen game. And I'll give it to them. You know what? They, they, they at least they was like, listen, they'll never, they'll never guess. It's like Tetmo Bowl. If, if, if you were Bo Jackson, I'm pick Bo Jackson. You pick the same play, jailbreak, no yards. Pick the same play again, jailbreak, no yards. Yeah, I'm going to pick Bo Jackson for a third time because you definitely not thinking that I'm going to run it for a third time. And I run it a third time. He ran three straight screens. And I was like, they was like looking like, damn, y'all corny for that. <laughs> y'all corny for running it. It's like Madden. You hit no huddle and you just flip it. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, they just flipped the play. Like, yeah, we running out of the game. the play. It was looking good though today. That's the, that's the messed up part about it, man. It I, I, and it's funny. So, like, 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 I, again, it go down to what we were saying, man. Like, gee, you you're pointing out certain points in this game to, to where you thought the offense looked good, yeah. to where you felt like things was moving. So, again, man, we sitting up here fussing at each other. Where in reality, situational play calling. Kevin Stefanski is not good at situational play calling. That's what it boiled down to. We know we got a third-string quarterback who's less than capable of, of making certain throws. And even seeing, like, what you showed, Mike, like, yeah, it was dudes that were schemed open, but come on, man. You know PJ, that. PJ, PJ ain't making that throw. You know I, that. I, so I like, still yeah, would rather run the ball. I'm I, just I, would, saying, I would rather run the ball, picture, but, yeah. like, in, in a totality, man, I still ain't saying, like, people in here saying, like, screaming, fire Kevin Stefanski. I mean, firing Kevin Stefanski right now at this point, like, is I it think, is it I really going to benefit the Cleveland Browns? That's something like like if people want Kevin Stefanski fired right now, then like, okay, cool. What's the plan that you feel like firing Kevin Stefanski? Um, how can that benefit the Cleveland Browns for the remainder of the season? I mean, even even I'm even I'm I'm a guy that calls people out. I mean, I'm not saying to go fire him. All I'm saying is this, man, like. You know, just huddle you, up with the team, bro. Like, you, and when you get to the last five minutes of the game. Huddle up with AVP and Catalan. You know, maybe y'all can come up with something. I just feel like at this point, man, we got to try something different than what we did. Well, that's that's a great question. Let me ask you all this. If Deshaun Watson is not ready for Arizona, if he's still unable to play, do you roll out DTR or do you try to rock with PJ Walker one more time? Assuming those are your two options, G. Assuming Andrew why are you gonna go cut me off? Food. You see, you cut me off. He's like, assuming. Don't you tell me what, you you know what they should be doing, Mike. You know, I, what, I, listen, what's the right we're all answer? in agreement. I would love to see Jacoby Brissett here on Sunday with myself, G, and Bowler at the Muni Lot tailgate. And I yes, and we will be there. We will be in the Muni Lot on Sunday with Bull G. Up. Somebody G-Cat, said tell we you need what a backup head coach. <laughs> Somebody put his comment up. What is it? Somebody, Somebody said, we need, said a... we need a backup head coach. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's see. Hey, yo, hey, he ain't even pay for that. Hey, that was the comment hey, of the day, man. In the chat real quick. In the chat, give me a one. 
if you would rather see DTR start against Arizona or a two for PJ Walker, one for DTR, two for PJ Walker. G, who would you rather see start on Sunday for the Browns? Assuming Man. those are the two options. And those are the only two options we yeah. got? This yeah. is easy. This is easy. Um, you done already wasted these reps on, on PJ Walker. I'm not about to take the reps and and give the the reps to DTR so he can he ain't played in like three weeks so now we got gotta have growing pains with DTR y'all again right and I gotta wait three weeks for him to give me some dividends. Listen, I'm gonna rock and roll and I'll stay with PJ Walker. But the to me, the right answer is give me. I need a quarterback, bro. Give me a little something else. Oh, I, I can't. I need, something else, bro. I need something else, dog. I need. I can't. Oh, and here's the thing. He's not trash. <laughs> look, look, he's not completely. Look, here's the thing. He's not completely trash. The things that make you want to say he's completely trash is the is the simplicity of the throws that he has in front of him in crunch time. And you're just like, I don't understand how do you you miss those throws against the 49ers. You miss uh, you, you missed a lot of them the last week. This week, we like, okay, you playing good, but you got to realize journeyman is journeyman for a reason. It looks like the chat's pretty split. Earl, who you Man, They with? said zero. Some people say three. I mean, if I had it up to me, give me option three. <laughs> Go give me Jacoby Brissett right option now. Option three is me. Is me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you want to run out there, man. This chat vicious. You run out there, boy. McNuggets oh. suck. <laughs> they, they, already say, they already say that. It's all good. <laughs> he said it good. Yeah. Um, no, honestly, I would just continue to roll with PJ Walker, man. Yeah. Like, you you do pretty much, like, made your bed with him as your quarterback. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you did DTR no favors when you just upright snatched QB2 from him like that. You know what I mean? With no opportunity to earn it back. So, to me, that tells me, like, y'all really don't believe y'all got that right or y'all just truly believe from whatever y'all see behind the scenes after that 10 minutes of the media is closed that y'all really just don't like it that much. And so, unfortunately, our general manager has said, hey, P.J. Walker is your backup quarterback until Deshaun Watson gets here. I know the fans, y'all don't like it. I get it. We don't like it either. Hey, man, Deshaun Watson, he like Santa Claus at this point. Like, <laughs> you just wait up for him and be looking around. Is Santa coming tonight? You you forget this fool's gold is your parents up there just wrapping presents. You just wait for Santa with cookies and milk, pass out on the couch. I don't think Deshaun Watson is coming back. Like, we're going to see Deshaun second Bengals game or something. Hey, you've been saying that. Bengals game's week 18, so please don't be second Bengals game. Did he look like he was close? He had a hoodie on. Week 18 is January. I mean, bro, the season low. I was just sitting there talking. The season low key is flying. What week is it? It I mean the next week's the halfway point of the season. <laughs> and we've seen him like one game. Like, I know. He not he's not gonna be back like that. I know. <laughs> this is crazy. Uh, and here's two, the, two it, more questions, and we'll do some super chats here. G. Let's give a percentage. This is not about the game. Percentage chance we wake up Wednesday morning and we lead UCSS with breaking news, Browns traded for a quarterback at the deadline. What's the percentage chance that A.B. goes out and pulls a trigger on a backup quarterback? Oh, they ain't doing nothing. Zero. They, they, they Zero percent? Nothing. Zero. They ain't doing nothing. That's why That's why I started. Uh, They're they not going to do nothing. Listen, this is the dude who told you that they generally punted. You punted on last season. <laughs> you kicked that ball all the way down there. You didn't get no D tackles. Think about it. The Browns was like, we don't need D tackles or receivers. And, and, and the defensive coordinator was the worst one in the league. And he was just like, we gonna keep him too. 
The Browns be stubborn. <laughs> they not getting nobody. Ever. <laughs> he said ever. <laughs> I, I wouldn't go. I, I put it at twenty five percent. I'm I'm not too confident in. I mean, uh, that's high. I, listen, 25? I, I where you get that from? If they could compete with PJ Walker in Seattle against a good team, and they could beat San Francisco, if I'm AB, I got to be looking at this and saying, with just competent quarterback play, we can beat any team in the league, and we just can't get that on a consistent enough basis from PJ. So I got to go out and bring someone else in who can at least be more consistent. They don't have to be necessarily. Like, their peak doesn't have to be better than peak PJ. I hope it would be, but it doesn't have to be. It just can't be as up-and-down, turnover-prone. More more likely, uh, Deshaun Watson gets to Houston Deshaun Watson in the next two years, or Evan Mobley becomes the unicorn we were lied about. Well, I, I have some Evan Mobley takes that I don't want to get to now. I'm so we may, we may just hop on a different restream and get Evan Mobley. I'll put that on everything I love. If McNuggets hit my line talking Evan Mobley, I'm ignoring him. I don't want to hear it. Hey, look, hey, hey, G, look, G was trying to give me the business yesterday in the studio doing break. I'm like, we got 30 seconds till we back. I ain't trying to hear it. Let me let me let me give two guys some shout out. Three guys. I got three guys. I need a shout out real quick. Then we'll do some super chats. If you guys want to shout out anyone else, you can. Uh, first off, Mo Hurst. I understand it was in a losing effort, but that interception, like Mo, Crazy. that was absolutely unbelievably Crazy. athletic and in a feat that a some a feat that someone two hundred ninety plus pounds should not be able to accomplish. Do you played that position? Uh, Earl and I are not two hundred ninety pounds. You have lived in that. Kind of body frame of a defensive tackle before. How in the hell was Mohurst able to pull that off, bro? He listen. That's one of the every every defensive lineman that ever put their hand in the dirt is somewhere looking like a, a proud son, a proud son that made it first steps on a bicycle, whatever the case may be. First time he called you daddy, you're like, oh god, oh Mohurst. Out here like, out here like, we did it, Joe. <laughs> we did it, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Listen, that was my interception. I'm, I'm living vicariously for all of them. That was my interception. That was one of the most miraculous interceptions I've ever seen. Not only did he tip it, but this dude was like, oh, I know where exactly where it is. High pointed the football, came down with two feet in bounds, rolled over, and celebrated all at once. One of the greatest of all the time. It was crazy. So that was your interception. MJ Emerson's interception was Earl's interception. That's the second time this season, Earl, that MJ has ran the route better than the receiver. He did it against Cincinnati, and he intercepted it, but he was out of bounds. This time, he ran DK's route for him, got the pick. And mind you, Seattle was driving to score before the end of the half, and they got the ball back. That was a massive momentum-stopping pick for your boy MJ. Hey, man, speaking of my boy MJ, why should I go to MJ and to uh, David Njoku, man? You know, it's something about Shanti's clients, man. We just show up and we I show out on coming. Sundays. We show up and we show out on Sundays, man. That's You're racist, Earl. You're <laughs> racist. Just because we can't go to your, your barber or we can't get our hair twisted, you know what I mean? stop bringing up the you clients. Know, so, hey, I'm just saying, like, this this, this was the day that Shanti's clients showed up and showed out, man. So, like, my shout-out go to Shanti's clients, man. Yeah, shout-out to Joku. And, G, my last one, I want to give a little shout-out before we do Super Chats. I'm going to do the numbers. It's going to be on the McNuggets five stats for next week. Every time they put Nick Harris at fullback, something good happens. That dude may not be big enough to be an offensive lineman, and he's probably too big to be a full-time fullback, but that dude moves people. And I would bet, and I'll do the research, and I'll have it for Friday, I bet you 80% of the carries the last three weeks where they've put Nick Harris at running back has resulted in a first down. 
And I would love to see them utilize even more of that moving forward. They're going to leak him out at one point in time. He tried to. Did you see, yeah, did you yeah. see in the in the end zone? And David Joku's like, where's the flag? I got, and, and like, was, that was, your own, that hey, that was your own man. That was your own man that stopped you. Paul Eddie Pien, yep. That's what it was. <laughs> that lock magic, boy. It was that lock magic. Uh, man, listen, man. These guys, these brand Nubians over here. We y'all don't. be killing me with these haircuts, man. Y'all be killing me with these haircuts. I get it. You know, you can't grow it, so you got to be over there. Yeah. Hey, man, listen, listen. I'm going to start a rumor that Earl got weed in. <laughs> Hey, hey, no, listen. Listen, somebody tried that before. No, somebody. <laughs> That's the most disrespectful. Yeah. I, I was highly offended. I was highly offended. I saw hey, him putting careful, it in. Man. You better be careful. I, I see the picture. You were so watching. All right, yeah, let's get yeah, to some, uh, some super chats here because we got a bunch of them. If you guys want to stop and chime in, let me know. If not, I'm going to run through a bunch because we got, I think, like 40. So we're going to we're gonna get through these. But first, Trump's from... Perja Sandhu, how many times do we give Kevin a pass? We talked plenty about Kevin Stefanski earlier. If you guys want to go back and hear that, by all means, it was in the first 20 minutes of the show. Tyrone Jackson says, if I see PJ Walker laugh and smile after missing open receivers with terrible throws, I'm going to lose it. Derek Spinner says, Kevin lost the game. All he had to do was run the ball. Even with the stop, he could have punted and pinned them back with the time fire Stefanski. Uh, Paramount Sandu says, I don't care at this point. I give the Browns the same energy they give me. <laughs> Ronaldo Archer said, why did this, why did Stefanski put the game in the hands of a third string quarterback, third and three, run the ball. Trading Dobbs will cost this regime their jobs, like hiring kitchens cost the last regime their jobs. In hindsight, the, real quick, we'll, we'll do this real, real quick. F- trading Dobbs was obviously the wrong move in hindsight. But none of us had an issue with it at the time. So I have a hard time being mad about it now in the moment because DTR had outplayed Dobbs the entire preseason. And it looked pretty clear to us. But y'all, during but y'all, that stretch told, but y'all told us DTR preseason don't count, though. Didn't, didn't y'all say preseason shouldn't count? You can't take two to three. You can't, you can't have either or. Either preseason count no, no, no. or don't. I, I, I like preseason. I, I like preseason. Bull, Bull was the one who's on the nothing in preseason matters. You could. You know, you could die in preseason, and I, I think you're, I think you're 100 right on, on that. Uh, what you just said, man, about trading Dobbs. None of us had an issue with us trading Dobbs. And if I'm being totally honest, I remember the game that uh, Deshaun Watson was ruled out. I was like, no big deal. You know what I mean? DTR step in, and he had do enough. Uh, <laughs> hey, man, y'all, y'all got to stop talking spicy in these comments, man. Somebody said, use your brain. Uh, DTR is a rookie. You didn't want to further shake his confidence. Well, I would argue one. I think that when you don't give somebody an opportunity to redeem themselves, that can kind of shake your confidence too, man. Secondly, always use my brain. All right, DJ Brobot says, don't want to hear the Browns did well with a third-string quarterback. With a better quarterback, we win that game. Again, Stefanski sits on the ball with over seven minutes left just to get beat late. Three interceptions is never acceptable. Once again, that sounds like a P.J. Walker problem. Carl Miller says, Fire this sorry-ass coach right now. <laughs> Jarrell Jack says, what type of sorry-ass post-game show is this? Oh, they played well. They did okay. It's okay. We lost. The Cleveland Browns gave this game away because a quarterback play and offensive coaching. Stop it. Have, did we say anything that wasn't that? Somebody paid to say that? Someone paid $10 to say that. Hey, it reminds me of the movie straight out of the Compton, man. Hey, at least he paid. Thank you. <laughs> And last week, last week we were too negative during a win. This week we're too positive during a loss. You know, can't can't please everybody. 
Uh, Yabo says, PJ, what are we saying, Earl? You shouldn't try to. No, we're, we're putting on a good show one way or another. Kenneth Yabo says, PJ is trash. The play calling at times is head scratching. The defense doesn't always tackle. We suck. We're going uh, 6 and 11. If I'm wrong, feel free to call me out on UCSS. Uh, OU says, stop the turnovers by running the ball. Ronaldo Archer says, why was Dobbs traded? Can anyone explain this to me? Yeah. G, you want to go? Um, here's, here's my, here's the way I always thought about it. They got kind of, they got kind of, <laughs> they got kind of greedy. <laughs> Cause at the end of the day, what, 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 would you rather have a fifth round pick or, or stability behind Deshaun Watson? Cause you could have kept Dobbs and kept DTR too. Right. Very easily. Very easily. But they wanted to, I don't know what they did with the fifth. And so that's why I'm even more beside myself. You just got a fifth round pick. Guess what? You could use that fifth round pick to get your team better. Right. You could. Right. But you, you're not willing to use it. I, I'm, I'm just, we're going to find out. I'm going to, I'm going to find out how serious the Cleveland Browns is come, come trade deadline. We gonna see what they're going to do. I think that's fair. I think it's going to tell us a lot about their commitment to winning whether or not they try to make a move and or they sit pat with PJ Walker and DTR. Uh, that same super chat says, this makes no sense to me at all. They shouldn't have traded Dobbs. The NFL is rigged because they traded Dobbs. Uh, yeah. Ray Smith says spread offense on third and three after running clock. Robbie Miller says there are no <laughs> <That's> more. <crazy. laughs> what? That's funny. They spread office, spread office after you done ran clock. That's crazy. Like, it's just funny though. It's it hilarious. was. It was right before the two minute warning. The clock would have stopped, <laughs> run or pass there. But yeah, they they went from full drain the clock to then spreading them out. Like it or hate it, that's the move Stefanski went with. Robbie Miller said, "There's no moral victories in football. The Browns were running the football. Football." The Browns are running the football well until Kevin decided to get cute and throw the football. Inexcusable. James said, I'm so tired of Stefanski. Third and through the defense playing well, calling a stupid pass play. I'm sick of him calling plays. Uh, Scott Wood says, what is the one thing you ask of your backup quarterback? Protect the ball. Walker can't. Can't do it. Travesty. Stop putting in PJ's hands. It's fair. Set apart. Laz says, the only thing we need is better quarterback play. Receivers are open. Uh, Raphael Canoas says, McNuggets, can you look up the completion percentage this week for the Browns after a timeout? I bet it's left in fi- less than 50%. Uh, remind me, I can absolutely do that. Ohio Green guy says, G. Bush on point, a good two quarters doesn't mean, uh, doesn't matter when the bad decisions come in crunch time, snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. Uh, James said, Earl, you're 110% wrong. Derek Bryson says, yo, G, I disagree. This team is four and three despite adequate quarterback play. The third and three was the right call, wrong quarterback. This is an Andrew Barry blunder, and he needs to fix it. I believe he will go Browns. Uh, right, listen. <laughs> right call, wrong quarterback. Like y'all, like they just switched him at the last second. Hold on, we you had you had you had Tom Brady, but they had PJ Walker and swapped it. Like boom, we couldn't even say nothing, bro. He just was in. It just magically appeared. They did. They did sneak in DTR for one play without telling anybody, though. Okay. So they, we have seen them do a little QB swap. Uh, Roberto LeBron says it's not just the interception; it's the misread to Moore, the low pass to Ford as well, and the deciding pat and deciding to pass the ball to Cooper deep. He missed. 
Tyrone Jackson said the reality is you made a dumb call. Quarterback threw in a dude's helmet, and you gave the offense a shorter field. You gave them <laughs> momentum. Uh, DJ Brobot says, Earl, you tripping? You're forgetting that we should have had two touchdowns before the last interception. That's the issue. You can't skip parts that led to the loss. Uh, Earl, you like this. So that last one said you're tripping. The very next super chat, yo, Earl be cooking. We could always point to third and three, but the defense ain't get a stop. They also dropped a pick six. Elijah was wide open in the red zone. I did forget about that. Cam Mitchell could have been running still to Cleveland untouched had he not dropped that pick. Oh, six. he need to run them all and be doing 100 push-ups off top. Gee, what, top. Did, uh, what was Jason's line about Greg Newsom and interceptions? Picks ain't a thing. It's That's just a, North, a nice thing. It's a Northwestern thing. It's just yeah. not a Northwestern thing. <laughs> they, they, they like bat, batting balls down is like worth more in Northwestern. Like that's, that's a culture thing. thing. No, and, my and, Diddy voice. Yeah, it's like in, in, in Illinois, it ain't even really like that. It's like they give more credit to like catch and knock it down. Like wow. Uh, James says, "Tell him, G. McNuggets and Earl have loser mentalities." James B. said, true to form of Ivy League syndromes, Stefanski makes idiotic choices at critical times for multiple years now. Time to move on from him. Brian Guy says, Stefanski has a one-read quarterback. Game on the line, you run the ball. Nicholas Archlattis says, we need to chill a bit. P.J. isn't good, but the Browns could have won that game with P.J. If at worst we punted, we'd probably win that game. I don't think anyone other than a star quarterback would do, would do better than P.J. Uh, disagree with that. But okay. Uh, Mike says Stefanski at the podium said Deshaun is, quote, fighting like crazy. He'll be back when he's ready. Uh, Zad Keel Sheeler says Kevin Stefanski should be fired. It's sad. Do it for Chubb says G don't stand for Garrett. It stands for Goofy. <laughs> That's me. Hey, G, you got to admit that was a good one. Hey, people That's are, all man. Right. Hey, listen, people are, man, but you know what? What can we do, man? You got to learn how to match, not to match certain people's energy. People it's all right, man. I've heard, I've heard better. Sample says Browns will get an upgrade from PJ by Tuesday. It gives them a week to work with the new starters and a new quarterback. Also, we need to start Pierre Strong. That dude's a baller. We gave him some kudos earlier. That dude can play. Uh, Skilly says, joining late, guys. Sorry if this was already answered. Why was Hunt a no-show on the last two drives? He could have helped us put the game away. Strong over Ford, in my opinion. Uh, if you had to rank real quick, based off pure talent, or uh, Ford, Strong, Hunt, who's number one? Who's number two? Who's number three? Off pure talent. Yeah, like at this stage, at this stage of his career, not Kareem Hunt in his prime, but like right now. I would have. Here's what I'm saying. I would already been started Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt look like he running hard. Man. Like, like, and, and here's the thing: he might not, he might not get as much carries as Strong getting, but like, I Strong would get more carries. But I would use see Kareem Hunt is the type of back that that's gonna bruise you up. Like he's gonna soften you up a little bit. Pause. But you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> he's he not gonna play no. You know what I'm saying? He gonna come. You know he running through the hard. You know the, the line hard. Like he's not gonna. You're not gonna tackle him. He's gonna get one cut up field. And I think he understand at this point. Like. Sometimes when you get uh, forward, forward looking for a five-yard game when sometimes it's only a two-yard there. It's only a two-yard. It's only two yards to get. And Nick Chubb is so good at that because he don't let you get tackled in the backfield. He like, oh, I already see this is done. I'm cutting back, boom, three, four yards. I like what Strong gives you. Um, and, and here's the crazy thing, too. All three of them ran pretty well. 
All three of them. I, I just, I, I would, I just wish the the coaching staff had or, or Kevin Stefanski believed in his run game. He don't believe it. Like if you ask him, what do you believe in more, your pass game or your run game? He believes a hundred percent in his pass game, no matter who's back there, because that's almost like his baby. Like it's crazy to me. I don't. Maybe I don't. Sometimes I I get with coaches. Maybe they think that they won't get credit because running back a running back position is so much on individual carriers or, or seeing visioning and doing what you do. But I, I'm I'm confused. He should he should he should literally say we can lean on that. We can we can we we can run this stuff. He just doesn't seem to like trusted in crunch time. He just don't. Uh, real quick, Earl, before you say anything, uh, Cardinals head coach Jonathan Gannon just announced Josh Dobbs will start. On Sunday at Cleveland, Kyler Murray will wait one more week before making his return. So no Kyler next week against the Browns. It will be the Dobbs versus whoever reunion. So if you guys want a Dobbs, you're going to get a firsthand, up-close-and-personal look. You think the chat going crazy? No, Dobbs. boy, don't let Josh Dobbs come in here and light it Ooh. up. <laughs> yeah, that, that's going to be bad. We got a couple more Super Chats here. Oh, uh, Tommy Gallucci says, if Ford stayed in bounds, it runs an additional 30 seconds off the clock. That puts us past the two-minute warning, third and short. Even if we punt, Seattle takes the ball over at their 10 with a minute left. Hey, you know, McNuggets? True. You very know, McNuggets? And, and people think that I'm just saying you would have got the first down if you would have just ran the ball. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is play to your strengths. You had already been playing well. Punt the ball. You got a great punter. You got one of the best punters in the game. You got a good, great kicker. I, I love the fact that he was kicking field goals earlier because he understood the climate of the game. Made no choice. We don't. We don't need to go for these. Like if he p- just punts there after a third, uh, you know, he gets two yards out of three. It's a long yard. You can always punt. Now you got to make Geno Smith, who has not been throwing the ball football well the whole second half. You got to make him go eighty yards. I just think it, it puts your team in a better position to win. All right. Uh, next one comes from Scott Sackis. 100% McNuggets is on PJ, not Stefanski. Core1789 says, y'all are insane. Stefanski called a great game. You don't win games running the ball every play. They mix it up well. Defense failed on the final drive. Worst case scenario, you should have gone to OT. Our Mac Dog says, stop playing with me when you are on the road. You're supposed to feature the run and run the clock out with two minutes left. Our head coach is too damn pass happy. Slim Shaney says Browns fans want us to pull out the 19 the 1890 Harvard playbook before the forward pass was invented. Stefanski called a good game. We have an XFL quarterback. Reggie Glover, this is the last one, says, Hey G, how do you think the Browns would have done if they invested PJ's reps the last three weeks on DTR? Better or worse than what we saw today? Um I'll, see, here's my thing. I think PJ Walker and DTR is pretty much the same guy at this point. Um, just because DTR is a little bit younger and PJ Walker understands certain things, right? Um, I, I still think that they would be feared about the same because Kevin Stefanski's playbook is predicated on things that he's going to run regardless. One of the things I've been talking about is, and I've been people laughed at me. G Bush, stop talking about five wide. Every time they get in five wide, they get sacked. Every single time. Every single time. You know why? Because you every time. And if I know that, the Seattle Seahawks know it because you can't cover it. Jed Wills, they brought two people. Jed Wills was like, oh, my God, which way did he go? Which way? And he didn't block nobody. And so my thing is, don't run five wide. I know that's part of your package, 
But why would you put that in if you know you don't have the pass protection, your quarterback can't get rid of the ball fast enough, and you don't have the receivers that might get you separation sometimes? Just run something and maybe keep a back end or something, man. It's not that difficult. I'm saying. Earl, you want to chime in on that one or you feel like you nailed it? No, I think I mean I think he nailed it. That's the All same right. dude. Situation is what it is. We've been going for an hour and a half. Any final thoughts? Anything you want to add on today's game? We're back tomorrow on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, 11-1, as always. Jay is off this week, so it's just Bold G and Jason tomorrow. Oh, we about to be arguing all day. <laughs> <laughs> we about to be arguing. No, we actually be truth. We'll be fine. So, time is coming in. Someone time is coming in. Well, we appreciate everyone for tuning in. Another... It sucks, man. They should have won that game. <laughs> I like, told you. <laughs> you can't even. Like, you just like they had that. I, and, gee, and gee, that's what that's what that's what kills me. And uh, we're not going to go back off. The, at do the it. end of the day, the Browns should have won today. Point <sighs> blank. Period. The Browns should have left Seattle with a win. One play does get not blown out. Everything. The, but do you agree with case, that? One no, play changed exactly the trajectory of how this game played out. That's I'd rather exactly, get blown out. Exactly how, exactly I'd rather get blown out. If they would have got beat by like 34 to 10, I'd have, we'd have been able to do this and keep it pushing. But not like this, man. Not like, <laughs> not like this. Not like this, Bro, man. What were you about to say? No, I'm I'm like, gee, like those those close – I'm already a sore loser. So to like lose close games like that or games that you feel like you had in the bag, those hurt a little bit worse. Like I really – you just blow me out, man. And then we yeah. can just get it over with. Yeah. Well, they were competitive. It was certainly a game, and somehow, somehow Vegas was spot on again. It was a three-and-a-half-point line, and Seattle covered by the hair of their chinny-chin-chins. That's going to wrap it up for the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show post-game show. The Browns fall to 4-3 and three on the season after losing to the Seattle Seahawks 24-20. to 20. We will break this down in even more detail with Bull and Jason tomorrow. For Earl the Pearl, for G. Bush, I'm Mikey McNuggets. We'll see you all tomorrow. Peace. Peace. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.